What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we are shaking things up this week. I was actually a guest on my dear friend, Julie Voris's show, and she hosts the podcast called The Working It Out Podcast. She is the queen of fitness. If you have done Insanity Max 30, she's in that program. I love her dearly. We collaborate together as leaders to mentor our teams. And I just have so much respect and admiration for her. And we took a deep dive into my story, into just kind of how I've gotten to be where I'm at, what makes me tick, how I run a business with five kids and actually enjoy this beautiful life that we've created. And so I wanted to just share that here because I love you guys. And I want you guys to know who I am. And I feel like that is probably the deepest we've ever gotten and the most real around just kind of my past and what brought us to this point in our lives. And so I'm going to turn it over to that. She will be interviewing me on this episode. So we're switching things up. Here we go. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So my friends, we have Micah Folsom on the podcast today. And, you know, if you follow me on social, you've probably seen me tag Micah. You've seen me post about Micah. You've seen a picture of Micah. We have been um, friends for a while, colleagues for a while, more specifically in a collaboration thread for the past year that has just been life for me. And, you know, Micah, I thought about calling this like a superstar six series and having having all of us oh, on because i think it'd be so cool everyone's stories are so different and yet so similar so today we're going to hear a little bit about your story but before we do that would you just tell tell me what it's like about having five kids like what is your life at your house like <laughs> right now with because the thought of five kids is a lot for me <laughs> Can you, I mean, can you hear the background? Because (laughs) there's always chaos going on. No, it's, I mean, it's awesome. It's crazy. It's messy. It's beautiful. It's all of the things. So it's just, I love it though. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I remember when you announced that you were pregnant with the fifth and I was like, (laughs) what, what is happening? I know some days I ask myself the same thing, but it's good. It's good. I, I just keep telling myself it's a season. It's a season. They'll grow up. They'll grow up. They won't be toddlers forever, you know? Right. So I like, I love the newborns. I love the babies. The toddlers are so fun, but holy crap, 
they push my buttons. And that is like, I am not a toddler mom, not well, a toddler your, mom. Uh, your Finley is, she, she's, she's got some, oh, she's fire. <laughs> she's got oh, some sass. <laughs> she is fire. And her and Brig together are like hurricane situation uh-huh. all the time. And so they test me for sure. And they're helping me grow every single day. <laughs> And I'm loving parenting as my older two are getting their 10 and 12. So I'm loving that stage. Like we can have adult conversations Mm -hmm, and they mm -hmm. understand and, oh, it's just so fun. So I I love it all, but I definitely have my uh, strengths and and some big old weaknesses that come out in parenting for sure. Opportunities for growth as we like to call them. Yeah, it's always. You know, it's it's been so fun as, as my three have gotten older uh, I, I say this a lot and it sounds kind of corny, but it's so true. I really love my girls, but I really like my girls. And I think that that's not always the case uh, as a parent. I, I probably couldn't have said yeah. that every single moment when they were little, <laughs> but, but right. I really like them. And when I think about the human beings I want to hang out with and spend the most time with, it's always the ones who share my initials. It's all, yeah. it's us, you know, so it's, it's the best yeah. to, to love them and to like them is the best. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so people come into your story and, uh, we've got these five kids and, and we've got the house, we got the cabin, we got this business, this thriving business, which, um, friends, if you know, again, you follow me on social, you, you may or may not know Mike and I met through business. So you've got this thriving big business, uh, but that's where people drop in now. And so we're going to rewind that a little bit and kind of get to how we got to this point today. So unpeel it and rewind it go back. All right. Let's unpeel. So going back, I mean, we could go back forever, but quick, I'll, I'll quickly go through the early stages. I was, um, always an athlete. So I grew up playing sports. I was a gymnast for seven years, a competitive level gymnast for my last three years before I quit at the age of 11 and decided at that point I was burnt out. I, it was either like, it got to the point where it was move across the country to train for the Olympics mm-hmm. or pick and give it up completely and try something new. So thank heavens. I am grateful for my parents every single day after, I mean, I was practicing four hours a day, six days a week, all through elementary school. So it was my life. My parents poured everything into that. And when I was like, I'm I'm unhappy. I don't think I want to do this anymore. It was like, are you sure you've given Mm -hmm. so much, you have this future, but they loved and supported me and Mm -hmm. were like, no, you are so not happy anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get you out and you can do other stuff. So do you have siblings? Do you have siblings? Yeah. Yeah, Other siblings. So my older brother, and then there's an eight year gap between my sister and I. So we, I, when I quit, my little sister was like three. And so all I remember is she would scream to the gym for 30 minutes because she hated her car seat. So my poor mom, (laughs) the ringer to get me to practice every single day. But that is where like, I mean, I, I, and I never really talk about that part of my story, but that's where so much of the grit Mm -hmm. and the, you know, like Mm -hmm. that came from, like at a young age, I Mm -hmm. was training every day. I had discipline. I had, I had, like, I had to learn those things early So thankfully, um, I stopped when I was 11 years old, was going into junior high. At that point, I just did everything. Mm. I played every sport. I was just kind of figuring it all out. And I fell in love with volleyball. Mm -hmm. And so played things and then ended up going to college to play volleyball. So collegiate athlete, met my husband at Weber State, and that's where he was playing football. Okay. And we got married when I was 19 he was 23 and pregnant seven months later. So we had our first baby when I was 20. He got drafted to play in the NFL. Oh, Lord. Okay, so, stop. Right? So just, I, just wait a minute. Just stop know, for a this second. This is just a typical story, it's right? It's so crazy. Okay. So I do have to ask you because as we're recording this, it's during the Olympics. So how have you felt watching the gymnastics, just having a little bit of that in your background? Yeah. I mean, the whole Simone thing like that, Mm. I know like how huge that is just to, to think of training your entire life. Mm. Like these girls are 
mm-hmm. it's everything. Mm-hmm. And then to have the strength to go, no, mm-hmm. I, I don't have what it takes right now. Like this mm-hmm. is not, and to pivot and just, oh, mm. I just fell for her. Like, yeah. holy moly. And I hate that she's getting so much, oh, everyone in their opinion. Right. Like, and I hate it. The, the, I don't know, a tweet or whatever that she put out that said, I didn't think I was more than my gymnastics. I'm, you know, it's been so gratifying for her to see the support outside. I'm like, there's a lot going on yeah. in there that, that the average, so even for you, even at a, there's a lot going on mentally oh, yeah. there that most people aren't, they're just looking at the, the TV, the metal stand, the, all that stuff without realizing there's a whole lot of stuff going on inside. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So like that is the most, I mean, I know every sport is like mentally grueling, but to have a sport that is based on perfection, Mm. you are literally Mm. Mm -hmm. trying to be perfect in every event, every routine, everything you do that. I mean, there's no doubt that trickles into other areas of your Mm. life and you have to like Mm. deal with that. And I had a lot of that. I had a lot Mm. of that kind of transition. I was a straight A student. If I got anything less, it was Mm. like, I, I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. get anything less because it was not allowed for mm-hmm. me, not because mm-hmm. my parents ever put pressure, but because right. I had that standard. And then it took, it took some like, well, what's really important. What's really like, is this really the end of the world? Is this stress really necessary? And mm-hmm. I had to figure a lot of big stuff out really early on because of that, you know, that I kind of carried on from gymnastics, but I yeah, I have that. like, I love that because my middle, my middle one, Josie was such a high level ballerina and everything oh, yeah. you're saying right now, I I can see in her, you know, the straight yeah. and the this. And I'm like, no, actually no one told you you had to get straight. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I know. So there's a lot going on. So, so you pivot from gymnastics, you find volleyball and then, I mean, just casually good enough to then to go on to play volleyball at college. Okay. So we do that. We meet your husband. And now you're married yes. at 19. Yes. Okay. Right. Just a baby. Just a no, baby. Like what? <laughs> that, and he's in, he, so he's a senior and you're a freshman kind of situation or. No. So he actually, so he went on a two-year mission for our church. Okay. And so when he got back, he was, let's see, he transferred from a junior college. So I think okay. he was a junior. Okay when we met and I had transferred from university of Wyoming. So I was, it was just after my freshman first semester, we met in the spring when we both transferred there and we get this, this is even more fun. We met in, um, well, we started hanging out in July. We casually knew each other. He was kind of dating my roommate for a second. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then yeah. that was enough of that. And okay. that was enough. Yeah, it was quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so we had hung out like just as a group. That's how I kind of knew who he was. We hung out in July. He took me up to the ranch in Montana to meet his family. At the end of July, we told his parents we were getting married and we were married in September. No, engaged in September, married in December. Right? Yeah, I had no I idea. I know. It's crazy. I know. And then, so we're just like babies figuring stuff out. And then what, why we got pregnant when we did was because he was applying to go to vet school Mm -hmm. and I was in my, so I had taken some, um, summer classes so that I could graduate college in three years so that I didn't have an extra year. So we could go to school together when he was done, like be done. And so I was, that was like the course that I was on. And we were trying to plan a baby for insurance purposes. Like, okay, we can't be pregnant and then move to vet school and be pregnant and have to deal with switching insurances uh-huh. and all that stuff. Cause we were poor, yeah. right? We were yeah. living on yeah. stipends, not like we were working minimum wage jobs in the summer when we could. And so we were like, okay, whatever. But we wanted to start a family young. I always wanted to be a young mom. That's uh-huh. literally never planned on working a day in my life. I'm like, I want to get married. I want to be a mom. That is okay. it. End of story. And so I'm like, all right, we got married. Okay. We got to figure out this baby stuff. When is uh-huh. it going to happen? And literally the second we're like, okay, maybe, maybe like in the next few months we can time it right. Like the next day, I swear we got pregnant. <laughs> like the next day. 
<laughs> and so, yeah, that was a fun conversation walking into my coach's office and being like, I'm pregnant. And yeah. I was in my last year playing and I was like the captain. And yeah, he was like, what? And I'm like, I'm sorry. So I played that season up until I was 13 weeks. Okay. And then it started to freak me out diving yeah. and all that stuff. And so then I just finished the season with them, like helping out. And then I graduated we had our seven week old baby, Johnny, and he was drafted to play in the NFL. So that was not yeah. planned. He had a great senior season, but then he got injured. So when he got injured, he was out for like four games. We kind of threw it out the window. Right. We're like, oh, it's fine. You know, it is what it is. We'll go on to vet school. So he was accepted at Oklahoma state and that was our plan. And then he went to pro day still mm -hmm. and there's a bunch of scouts that were interested, but we still weren't really thinking anything of it. And then lo and behold, he gets a call in seventh round and we're like, are you freaking serious? And so he was drafted by the Miami dolphins. So we drove out there like 38 hours with our seven week old baby. Oh and I was bawling cause I am so close to my family and mm -hmm. to leave at, at 20 with a baby and like, welcome to the real world, go figure right? out life. Right. And so that's where all the fun began. He played for two years. It was crazy. The first year he was at Miami the whole year, the second year he was bouncing all over the place. Like every two weeks he was like at a new, new place. Oh, wow. Did you and live in Miami? Did you just stay? You stayed lived. In yeah. We lived outside of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So we just had an apartment there and we, it just felt safer than yeah. downtown Miami with a new baby and yeah. no one else around. Yeah. So that was a fun adventure. And then JD. So let me ask you this before you go okay. further, because I, my husband and I, um, at, right after we got married, we were in Austin, Texas, just okay. because he was a graduate assistant coach at university of Texas. And we got married young, not 19, but very young. <laughs> and I remember I had never really been away from home either. Um, and I remember thinking, well, like we better figure this out. Cause there, if really? we get, if we have an argument, if I don't like something, if we're in a fight or there's, I'm in Austin, Texas, there's nowhere to go. And I tell you, it was one of the most beneficial we totally situations agree. for our relation because you, mm -hmm. it, it's the two of you. So yep, you, you can't run home. You uh -uh. can't run home and vent to your mom or uh -uh. whatever. Uh -uh. You got to figure it out. It you was the best. It out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because now as all the girls are gone and it's we're you know, we're entering into this new season, this new chapter of our lives. It's a little bit like that. Like, well, now we have to figure this out, don't we? Like, yeah. here we are again with no no kids to run around, no one to chauffeur, no one. It's like, oh, well, hello. Nice <laughs> to see you again, you know? So it's, yeah. I was just thinking that the other day. Like, so it's so cool that you're talking about that. I'm like, wow, it really feels like that. Kind of that, that season again. That season again. Yeah. yeah. So you were in Florida for two years mm -hmm. and then he was done playing or... Yeah. So, I mean, Florida for the first year, the second year, we literally were all over okay. Chicago, Arizona, Tampa, Miami. I can't remember where else he went. Maybe one other, but I can't remember, <laughs> but yeah. So, and, and at that point I was pregnant with my second. Okay. So at that point we had Johnny, I was pregnant with my second. And, um, that's when he was like, this is crazy. I'm an, like, I'm ready to move on. Like he, he was never the type that his dream was in the NFL. He just yeah. was playing football to get through school yeah. to be a vet. That was yeah. always what he wanted to do. And so of course, when he was afforded that opportunity, he wasn't about to pass it up, but it wasn't his like passion. Yeah. And so, um, we went on to vet school at Oklahoma state. I had taken up photography when I was, when Johnny was growing up. So like I said, never wanted to work, never wanted to be outside the home, wanted to raise my babies and be a stay at home mom. And then all of a sudden I was in that motherhood stage. JD was working gone all the like time. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> like, this is what I wanted my whole life. Here I'm I here. <laughs> like I made it. And I was just like watching HGTV all day mm -hmm. long. Like, talking to a one-year-old, you know, I'm like, what in the world? So that's when I became, I really fell in love with taking pictures, obviously, like every mom does. And I yeah. started to learn. I started to watch YouTube videos and I'm like, I could do this. Like, mm. I really love it. I could do this on the side. And 
all that stuff. And so I started an actual, like I started doing them for other families and built this photography business for three and a half years. Wow. And I, so by the time I ended, I was like specializing in weddings and seniors. Those are my favorites. And I loved it. It was like my baby, this business that I had built with two babies at home, just Mm -hmm. in the cracks, but it got to the point where I was literally like high-fiving JD out the door. He would get home from school and I'm like, see ya, babe. I got to go do my sessions. Uh I would get home. I would edit till late in the night. Like, Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of this grind. And I thought it was the best thing ever. Cause I'm like, I'm on my own time. Uh I don't have to have anyone watch my babies. And I'm like bringing an income and helping our family and finding joy and helping these people have these beautiful images. So I got that spark of like what it felt like to have something on the side of motherhood, which was, Mm -hmm. I didn't think I would ever need. And then I got into that cycle of like, I was like the all in all out. Mm -hmm. So when I was introduced to Beachbody, which Mm -hmm. is obviously what I do now and what I absolutely love, it was in the hotel at training camp because I had the baby weight, Mm -hmm. needed to lose it, couldn't go to the gym. Mm -hmm. And I saw infomercial in the middle of the night when I was nursing Johnny, that was Mm -hmm. about, it was the 10 minute trainer. (gasps) Yeah. Wow. Back in the day. Back old school. You guys don't, you don't even know what that program is, but it was one of Tony Horton's and I'm like, I can do 10 minutes. Yeah. I can do that. So, so it got me in the door with like, this is doable for you. 10 minutes. I would literally lay Johnny down on the hotel bed. I would do 10 minutes. And if she was still happy and content, I would do another one. Yeah. And my big goal was trying to get three done so I could do 30 minutes. Yeah. And some days it worked, some days it didn't, but I got great results and I felt good. And so after I finished that, I got insanity from another infomercial. I mean, that as one does when you're just starting right? your fitness journey, <laughs> let's get insanity. I mean, I, why not? Oh my gosh. I know. So JD and I would do that program like on, in the off season, that's what he would sure. do with me to stay in shape. And, but we never, we never finished it. Mind you never finished it. Always fizzled out in month yep. two. So uh-huh. I literally did insanity off and on for four years, four years. Didn't know coaching was a thing. Wasn't fully committed to a healthy lifestyle, but would like go through seasons of like, I feel like crap. I better go do this program. Uh-huh. And then I would do nothing. And then I would do it. And then I would do nothing. Uh-huh. And how it all came about was I was, we were in the middle of vet school. I felt like crap again, wanted to lose the baby weight and turned to insanity. And at that point I'm like, I just need something new. Like it's yeah, been yeah. too long. I've never finished. I need something new. So that was when Instagram was brand new. I think I just searched hashtag beach because I knew that the programs were legit. Right. And I saw this random girl. Didn't know who she was, but she was posting about a group. And so I reached out to her and got started as a customer in her challenge group. And about a week in, I felt so empowered. Mm. I was like, okay, this feels good. This feels good to take care of myself. It feels good to check in with these girls. And I was more of a wallflower challenger. I would just kind of see what's going on. But what really got me was I loved how I felt with Shakeology. Loved how I felt. And at that point, we were still so frugal. Mm -hmm. Our grocery budget was $400 a month for our family. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, Shakeology is just over a hundred bucks. And I'm like, I can't justify that. Like I can't justify a quarter of our grocery bill on me. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I'm like, JD, there's a way to get a discount. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get the discount. And maybe I can just help some of my friends. Cause I literally had been sending people to beachbody.com when they would be like, what are you doing? You look great. I'm like, oh, insanity. It's amazing. Go right, get it. Right, right. So I'm like, this is natural. Like I can just work on myself, help some of my friends, and maybe I can cover my shakes. So that was my big goal. Cover my shakes. Don't make my husband irritated about this situation. Cause he was rolling, rolling his eyes. Like don't even start one more thing but I didn't understand. I didn't understand how coaching worked. I didn't understand the opportunity. I didn't understand anything. I just knew I could get it at a discount, make some money by helping some friends. And so that's how it all started. And early on, I'm so grateful. My coach isn't that active um, Mm -hmm. in coaching, but one of the things that she did early on was she was like my, our star diamond upline. She's a superstar diamond, Mindy Wender. Uh She's doing this 
team-wide training. Do you want to get access to it? And I was like, "Mm, sure. Like I'll learn. Sure. I'll figure this out or whatever. And she sent me her video and she at the time had this YouTube video of her first $20,000 week. Uh I remember she was talking openly Uh about this Uh and I watched it and I looked at JD and I'm like, that is monopoly money. There's no freaking way. Mm -hmm. There's no freaking way, but the seed was planted like, but maybe, Mm -hmm. but maybe. Mm -hmm. And so I got into this training, started learning, was just sharing my journey organically. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was doing it to hold myself accountable and started helping my friends falling in love with how it felt to help someone else. Mm -hmm. And then I started to kind of get to know Mindy from afar as I watched her. And then as I started producing, she started to pay attention a little bit and was like, Whoa, who are you? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and as I got to know her, I'm like, dude, she's very normal. She is very down to earth. There's no way she would fib about that making that much. She loves Disney. She can't lie. (laughs) I love her. And so at that point I was like, let's freaking go. Like if she's done this, then Mm -hmm. anyone can. So Mm -hmm. why not me? And at that point I didn't put a time frame on it. I didn't have any expectations. I didn't really give myself an ultimatum. I'm like, let's just get to work. Let's help as many people as we can. Let's build a team of people helping as many people as we can. And we'll see what happens. Well, things started to progress and about eight months into coaching, that's when I started to get kind of irritated when people would fill out an inquiry for a wedding. And I'm like, this isn't right. This didn't used to feel that way. And so that's when I'm like, okay, it's time to just hang up the camera strap. And that was hard because it was an ego thing. Like I had built up this really successful business and I was kind of well-known in the photography field. I was doing workshops for other photographers and it was, I loved it. But when I started to feel that tug, I'm like, nope, Mm -hmm. that's, that's not right. That's not where I'm supposed to be. So at that point I stopped taking like all new clients. I Mm -hmm. finished out what I had booked and I went all in with coaching and oh my gosh, it has been the greatest blessing. So the, the one thing that really lit my soul on fire was we were living in Oklahoma, obviously 18 hours away from family. Right. And JD was getting kind of in cahoots with this. Um, they're called pack and they're really, really solid in the vet industry. They just are very innovative. They're Mm -hmm. ahead of the game. And so he was doing a lot with these guys. And I was like, we're going to end up in the Midwest and nothing wrong with that. But family is everything to me. And I'm like, to be away from family forever. If he sets up shop here, we are never leaving. Right. And so I knew that if we were just kind of, I was following his coattails, like I had always done, we were going to end up there and I was going to not be by family. Yeah. So that kind of tore me up. And as soon as things started going with coaching, I was like, but if we don't have this over a hundred thousand dollars in debt from vet school, if we don't have that hanging over our head, we probably could have a little bit more wiggle room with where we choose for a career for him. Mm -hmm. And so in the back of my head, I'm like, that could create some choice. I wanted choice in my life. Mm. And that was the biggest driver for me was if we can pay off JD's vet school before he graduates, we are not going to have to go where he needs to go. We will get to go where we choose to go. Mm. And so I told him we were going to work on that. And he's incredible. He finished first in his class in vet school. Like the guy, whatever he sets out to do, he like is the hardest worker you'll ever meet in so your life. So neither one of you are very driven. I can tell Not that driven right at now. all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, I mean, so he got some scholarships. He earned, like, he did awesome too. And then I was able to just put my foot to the pedal with mm-hmm. Beachbody. And we were able to pay off all of his vet school loans before he graduated. And at that point we were like, okay, we let's take a job in the, in the West where our family is. Right. And we were able to put money down on a home on 40 acres that we love and start just how we wanted to, not how you had to, because you had just finished school and we're in all this debt and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he practiced at a year, uh, at a vet clinic for a year, 
did not love it at all. Mm. And so at that point we didn't rely on his income. And Mm -hmm. so we said, babe, do what you want. Open Mm -hmm. up your own clinic, Mm -hmm. do exactly what you want to practice and don't stress about having to have the money to do that. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he did. He's built an incredible business um, over the past five years, but it was because we have worked so hard with Mm -hmm. this opportunity that allowed Mm -hmm. him to have all of the leeway to do exactly what he wants for the rest of forever. So it's just been just door open after door open Mm -hmm. because of those choices of like, let's just go, let's just go. Why not me? Let's just work hard Mm -hmm. and we'll make it happen and figure it out as we go. And it's just been such a blessing. I want to chat with you for a sec because I know you're a person who values growth and living your best life. And I have an amazing opportunity for you. If you have a vision for your life that you'd love to make your reality, but you just need a way to do it. I want to lock arms with you and mentor you in coaching. Coaching is what helped me create a new normal where fitness, nutrition, lifelong personal growth, and surrounding myself with a positive, uplifting community became a part of my everyday life. And now I'm obsessed with sharing this gift with women who want to build a life around these things too. I will mentor you every step of the way. I have a complete training system and you become part of my inner circle so that we can lock arms and do this together. Coaching on my team includes a full year of mindset training with my personal mindset coach, Brad, and I will teach you literally exactly what I've done over the past over eight years to build a multi seven figure business. This is what creates the ultimate accountability for your health goals and is the secret sauce for leveling up your wellness for the long haul. Pair that accountability with this business opportunity, and we're ready to literally transform your entire life. To learn about it and chat more with me, go to micafolsomfit.com forward slash transform your life. And you can get all the nitty gritty deets and get on a path to transform your life and work with me one-on-one for the long haul. Shoot me a DM on Insta if you want to chat more about it. Let's get back to the show. That's the word that I, I wrote down that and I underlined that I keep hearing you say is choice. Yeah. This idea of choice and how many people probably don't feel like they have that. They don't feel like they have that. They, they might, but they don't feel like they have that. Yeah. Um, I mean, where, where did that, where did that, I mean, a lot of people could look at a hundred thousand dollars and go, we'll never get out from underneath this. Yeah. What was it? Something innate? Was it something you saw? Was it something in that training that you did? Where was it that you kind of went, you know what? Like I could pay off a hundred thousand dollars. No, it's so crazy. Cause I remember, remember kind of putting that out to the universe and saying mm-hmm. it out loud for the first time. And I was like, that's just crazy. That doesn't even add up. That doesn't even make sense because in my head, I couldn't compute how that would work with my commissions I was making mm-hmm. and whatever. And, you know, and I'm like, there, what, but I didn't. I didn't even let that stop me for a second. I'm like, I don't even know how, I don't even know how I don't, but we're just going to get to work. And I know that if someone else has done anything, then I can. And so when I knew that Mindy had made 20 grand a week, I'm like, okay, well, surely in about 18 months, I could put a big old dent in that. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of got to work and that was what motivated me. Like we hit, um, kind of beach body lingo, we hit superstar in, I think it was 23 months. Mm. And so obviously like that superstar bonus that was floating around that I kind of heard about, I'm right. like, okay, that would put a huge dent in it. Right. So that was, that was a huge driver. Like, let's get there. Like, let's mm. go. And I had this target and I just kind of got to work. So Quick timeout from the show to let you know that I am looking for the next women that I'm going to mentor on my team. This is within Team Beachbody. We get to lock arms together. I get to be your mentor, building a business, working on your health goals, and empowering others. So if you are someone who would love to get healthier, who loves prioritizing working out and eating well and sharing your story on social media and being a light and uplifting others and would love a way to make extra income, even if it's alongside a full-time career or in the cracks of motherhood, 
whatever it is, you can build this in a way that feels best to you. So if you want to work with me closely to grow as a person, to become a better mother, to become a better wife, to become a more empowered human being, that is literally what we do every single day. And if you follow me on social media, you already know what we do as coaches. You already know what it looks like to be a successful coach, because that's what I share just my life. And that is what I do. And I would love to help more women have an opportunity to literally transform your health, transform your mindset, transform your community of people that you're surrounded with and be able to transform your financial opportunity with this business. I can't wait to chat with you. If you want some more info about it, go to micafulsomfit.com slash transform your life, put in your email. I will be able to send you all of the nitty gritty beats. And if you want to chat one-on-one with me, I am an open book. Ask me all the questions. Tell me your fears. Tell me your reservations. Ask me if you'd be a good fit. I will be honest with you. I can promise you that. So shoot me a message at Micah Folsom Fit and we can chat there. I cannot wait to work with you. It was a little bit of like that seed planted was mm-hmm. like, okay, it's possible. It wasn't like I was making it up that you could make income right. with this. Right. I knew it was possible. And then it was just kind of like, and I know I'm a hard worker. Like I'm just, right. I'll just go until it happens. It's, there's no... Like what, what would happen if it doesn't, oh, well, we'll be closer to paying off the debt, you know? So I didn't really let that stop me or slow me down. And I feel like that's where a lot of people struggle is they're like, oh, that's so far off. I'm just not even going to do anything. And you're like, what? No. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Why would you do nothing? That makes no sense. Yeah. (laughs) It's the, you know, what I also just wrote down to is this, I don't know the how, and I think that. I think that's the the pivotal piece too is we get really caught up in well how am I going to make this happen whereas you just didn't and yeah. thought well I'm going to so let's just get about it. Yeah. Do you think that that training that you did had something to do with it or you know you, you said you you saw Mindy or you know were you reaching out to friends how are you finding people to also join you on this mystical quest, (laughs) right? (laughs) I, you know, I was flying high on excitement and energy. So I was just sharing my journey, like I said, and I was deathly afraid of invites. Mm. I was deathly afraid of personally inviting, being the weird friend. I was afraid of rejection. And so I was being very forthright with my journey on social because Mm. then conversations could come up organically. They would ask a question. They would start to comment. I could then be like, Hey, I saw you did this. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do this with me? And so that felt good to me. So I had a lot of my own funky, like limiting beliefs coming Mm -hmm. into this around network marketing, around Mm -hmm. how I would be perceived. Mm -hmm. And I just did it how it felt good to me. I did whatever felt good to me. And then as soon as I got to a place where I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I just learned that next step. And then I got to the next place and I'm like, freak, I don't know how to sign someone up. Mm-hmm. And then I learned how to sign someone up. And then I was like, I don't know how to help them get set up or started or be successful. And I learned how to do that. And so I think that was probably one of the biggest just advantages. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. let overwhelm set in. I didn't mm-hmm. let all of the stuff that I still didn't know stop me from just Mm -hmm. doing the next thing, Mm -hmm. the next thing. And then it was like, I just kind of taught what I knew. So that's Mm -hmm. how I was developing leaders is Mm -hmm. okay. I got started as a customer. I fell in love with Shakeology a weekend. I converted and I started to talk to my friends. I'm like, oh, sweet. This is, this is what everyone can do. Mm -hmm. So the second my challengers were loving it, Mm -hmm. loving Shakeology, I'm like, perfect. Let's get you set up. Go talk to your friends, bring them into the group. And that's like, we went six star in six months and we didn't even know what the crap we were doing. We just were helping people and like, and that's it. And so when people get stuck, like with, with all of this stuff, like too much information and lack of action and fears, and I don't know how this, and what does that look like? It's like, just focus on your journey, Mm -hmm. go all in with it. Talk about your joy, talk about your excitement, talk about the changes 
and have the courage to just want to share what's helping you. Mm -hmm. That's what we do Mm -hmm. every single day. That's Mm -hmm. all I've done for eight years. So I was thinking about when you were talking about paying off the debt too, I was thinking about, you know, with the first big goal I had with the business was to take my family back to Disney. And I was such a newbie. I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. I'd been a high school English teacher and now that I taught fitness. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea about the comp plan. Uh, I just, there's so much I didn't know. I just thought, well, other people are doing something. So yeah. I can take my family back to Disney. And when we finally made that, that payment, I, I don't know what rank I was or any, any of those kind of beach body logistics. I just knew like you, I didn't know how it was going to happen. I just knew it was going to happen. It was going to yeah. happen. We were going to d- go to Disney. It wasn't going to happen on my $11 an hour job at the Y <laughs> teaching class. Yeah. But here was this other little thing that I could do that I think I can make it happen. And the how just didn't get in the way. I just knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And I think that little piece right there feels like a, a connective thread when you talk to people or when you listen to interviews and you listen to other podcasts or whatever. Well, how'd you do, how'd you build Drybar? How'd you build Nike? How'd you build SoulCycle? How'd you build like anything? I don't really know how I just knew I needed to do the thing. Yeah. And you have something that drives you, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the core. You've mm-hmm. got to have something that feels so out of reach that you literally, you have to start doing the things that freak you out because you're like, I don't know how the heck I'm going to reach that. I better mm-hmm. start growing. Mm-hmm. And that's what goals and vision and all of the stuff. That's the beauty of it. Cause you can't create your vision, the level of human that you are right now, Absolutely. period. And that's why the entrepreneurship is literally personal growth wrapped up in a little income opportunity. Yes. And it's like, okay, let's go. Let's see how far you grow. And then we'll see what that looks like business wise. Right. And if you just focus on that, like that's what's so fulfilling because you stop stressing about all of the stuff you do wrong and the failure and all of the stuff. You're just like, I'm just committed to growth. I'm just, I'm just committed to growth. And I have this freaking rad vision or something I want for my family and my life that's going to pull you. So you never feel like you have to be pushed or motivated Uh or this and that Uh you're just like your feet hit the floor and you're like, let's freaking go. go. Cause you know what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you, as you saw, start to make progress towards that, well, that's all you need. Oh yeah. That's all you need because well, Oh dang. Well, if I could do that, well, if I could take my family to Disney, we can now go on a cruise and exactly. then I could also, we could go to yes. college and we can, you know, it's like next, 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 yes. next, just that little bit. But the little bit doesn't start without just the action every day, every yeah, single day. That's what builds the confidence, the action. So how did you, so you ended up back in Idaho. So we're in Idaho. Yep. On this 40 acre piece of land, JD's got his own so he's entrepreneurial as well and yeah. he is a large animal vet yeah so mostly i think he told me when we were talking in florida mostly horses mostly cows mostly cows like 99.9 percent cows. cows he'll help a, a random horse that gets okay. hurt or whatever but he does all cow work he loves he loves that industry that's because he's right like, when you were like are you vegan i'm like yes i am <laughs> <laughs> I know, that was awesome. Yes, I am. Yes, I am, JD. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's no, great. Keep them alive. I want you to keep them alive. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. So he's doing that. And since that first metric in the Beachbody business, you have since done that two more times. So you've hit that same metric two more times. And you've added two or three more children since you yeah. have done that. So I, I think a, a piece, especially in the last 18 months, as we've all been home more and we've gone through this collective surreal experience, it feels like women have so much more on their plates, so much more on their minds, so much more on their shoulders. How, I think the magic question you must get asked all the time is, how are you balancing, which is a gross word, so that, doesn't even, that word doesn't even exist. How are you integrating your goals for your business with just the logistics of your family. I mean, that's, yeah. it's just a factual 
statement that there's a lot going on when you have five children. So how are you also integrating the goals that you have for your business? It takes a village for sure. So <laughs> <laughs> since the time, I mean, I've always viewed this opportunity like motherhood. So I've always viewed it as if I bring someone on a customer or a coach, I'm going to take care of them. I'm not going to abandon them. They show up. I show up. We're going to be there together forever. So it just kind of became my identity. It became who I was. I was a coach. I was a CEO. It's not, if I feel like it, I'll work my business. It's not when it's convenient, I'll work my business. It's just like being a mom. I don't just not show up for my kids. Like I'm always there. I'm always there to help them. And that's how I approach this. So when the pandemic hit and when life is crazy, that doesn't change the fact that I'm still a coach. I'm still a CEO. I'm still a business owner. I still have goals. We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so really a couple years in is when I was like, okay, I've done all the things for this many years. And at this point, I either have to stop growing my goals so that I can handle everything, mm -hmm. or I need to start to delegate and mm. I need to figure out how to do this smarter. Mm. And so that like a couple years in, that's when I, I got a, a virtual assistant for literally like one hour a week. Mm. And I got a house cleaner for one time a month and just taking those little things off my plate. I was like, okay, I, instead of cleaning right now, I'm playing with my kids and that mm -hmm. feels a lot better than cleaning. Cause I mm -hmm. hate cleaning, but I want to clean house. Mm -hmm. And so, so you when started we very moved, small. Yes. Like, very small. I think that's a key piece. So listeners don't sleep on that. That's key. <clears throat> I think a lot of times people hear delegation, like all of a sudden everything, like you've got a housekeeper there every day. And that's not what she said. She said she had a virtual assistant for an hour a week and a house cleaner one time a month. So yeah. that's where we started. That's where we started. Yeah. And then it kind of like, I would have her do a couple more hours a week, the virtual mm -hmm. assistant. And I got really good. And I think this is probably why I've never, ever felt burnt out mm -hmm. in this business. I got really good at being like, what do I love? Mm -hmm. And what does not take Micah brain power? And maybe aren't my strengths. Who can do this better than me? or at least 80% as good as me. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I have those things, that's stuff I can delegate. So obviously mm -hmm. eight years into this, I delegate a lot more of the behind the scenes admin stuff. I have like kind of an operations manager to help with just a lot of the tedious stuff that is not my wheelhouse. That is not my wheelhouse. Right. But I have a virtual assistant that is so good and so good at that stuff. And so mm -hmm. it's beautiful. So I delegate that. I have a nanny helper that comes now, mm -hmm. um, six hours a day, mm. six hours a day, Monday through Friday. And that is how I can continue to one, stay sane. Mm -hmm. I tell, I'm not afraid to say this business came into my life because my heavenly father knew I needed it more than anything else Yes, to be the mom that I'm supposed to be, that I yes. growing up was like, you are going to be this mother. That's all you're going to yes. do. He knew that I could not hang with yeah. these five fulsome, crazy kids <laughs> if I didn't have this to fill my cup, to take care yes. of myself, to build yes. habits, to build my personal growth. Yeah. And so I'm grateful every single day that he knows me better than I do. Yeah. So she comes in and she's basically Micah when I'm in my office uh -huh. and she, she cleans, she does the laundry. She obviously feeds my kids and keeps mm -hmm. them alive and entertains them while they're here throughout the summer. And I'm here with, when they need me, I'm in here. We do yeah. things. I run errands during this time, anything yeah. that I don't want to do with the kids or we have yeah. appointments. So this is just how I just know that I have an extra set of hands and an yeah. extra set of eyes yeah. during these hours. So figure it out. So that's when I do my business. Those uh -huh. are my business hours. That's when I do my podcast, when I do anything team calls. And when I'm done at one I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I'm mom for the rest mm -hmm. of the day. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if I have an intent, like a pocket of time when the kids are playing, I'll check messages or whatever. But it's like, it has brought so much joy and mm -hmm. harmony because I can be the CEO that I want to be, the coach and the mentor and the podcast host and mm -hmm. all of those outlets that fuel me, I can still be that. And then I can still be so present home with the kids there when they need them, when they're mm -hmm. sick, I cancel everything and I can be mom. It's just, this is my best of both worlds. And I didn't even know that I needed another world in order to keep me sane yeah. in the one. Yeah. So that's how it all runs now. And it, 
it's just what works for us. So it's, yeah. so it's been a ladder of this starting small and then totally. <clears throat> incrementally. So three words I wrote down, delegation, boundaries, and role models. So talk about delegation. <clears throat> Did you have struggles with doing Delegating. that in the beginning? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because one, I'm, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm doing air quotes. I'm just a mom. <laughs> so I can do everything. That's uh-huh. what I'm supposed to do. Uh-huh. Right. I had put this identity on my head, uh-huh. which then also made it hard to ever, I never wanted help with my kids. So I originally started, I had a girl that would come in for two hours a day and I'm like, I'm not afraid to get help with cleaning. Cause I hate cleaning. Right. So she would come in and help with laundry, help clean. And by the grace of God, she had a toddler. And so her toddler, she would bring him and he would play with my brig when he was little. And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. I can actually think straight. I can uh-huh. work when I want to work and have focused time without trying to like wrangle uh-huh. all the kids while doing it. And so thankfully I was introduced to that and I was like, okay, this is way better. If I can get help with the kids for a couple hours and it started out a couple hours and I knew I can do everything that I need to do in two hours. And Mm -hmm. I would just do the most important things. Any fluff got put on the wayside. I didn't do it. And then it started to build up to like, wait, but I like this time by myself. Uh I like to have this space of freedom and creativity and to go grocery shopping without wrangling five kids. Right. Like, so that's when I started to kind of increase the hours a little bit with how right. long the nanny was here. And so this is kind of just our sweet spot, but it has absolutely been just a little bit here, a little bit there. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're like adding a little more and doing what that, and I'm sure, I mean, I have a four month old as we're recording a four month old, a three, five, 10 and 12. So I'm sure as my littlest kids grow up, I will decrease the hours because I won't need this time. But right now my sanity does for sure. (laughs) Right. So what I love about what you said too, is in those two hours or whatever the time was, you did the most important activities. Yes. And you can do whatever you want. Anyone can do whatever they want with the time that they have with, if someone's watching their kid, take a nap, who cares? Whatever the most important activities are to you. I would, venture to guess though, the most important activities on most days are not scrolling social media or watching no. The Bachelor or other things. <laughs> Taking a nap could be one of those important things if you have a newborn. Yes. So no judgment on that. <laughs> I just think it's so key that you laser focused on the most important for you in that season of your life and what you want to do with your goals to your business. And that's yeah. what you did. And everything else was whenever it happened. Yeah. I think that's so key. Yeah. If you haven't read the book Essentialism by Greg mm-hmm. McGowan, that book I read early on and I didn't even know that I took so much away from it until I read it a few years later. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is how I operate. This is what I've been doing for three years. Holy mm-hmm. moly. This is why it's working. Uh-huh. And I literally just got so good at being like, what are my highest priorities? Uh-huh. Okay, sweet. These are my highest priorities. Anything that doesn't go in alignment with that is getting no, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. Not in this season. I can come back around to it, but not right now. And I got so good at saying no to the things that weren't serving our life and serving our goals and saying yes to the only things that were moving us forward, whether that was family, Mm -hmm. faith, our business, Mm -hmm. like the, the core. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's how we've kind of stayed in harmony. And I've never felt like I had to sacrifice my family or sacrifice this, these childhood years, like, no, I've been able to do both because I've only done what's the most important. And so uh, if anyone else needs to hear that, like say, no, say, no, say no to the extra stuff, be PTO president in five years, like whatever, like do the extra stuff later. Once you've built a foundation to build your dreams, don't try and do it all at the same time. Because you can probably treat yourself to an ad free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte. 
After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's that saying no peace to the stuff that doesn't really, because I think that's where this common thread of I'm so overwhelmed yeah. feeling. And then, I mean, we all know, we all play that I'm so busy game, like there's a prize for it, you know, and now, <laughs> now I'm so overwhelmed. Like, we want a prize for that? Like, why would you want a prize or feeling like overwhelmed? And I think it's because we haven't delegated set boundaries and set, and it's absolutely okay as you're demonstrating when I, think about being a role model to build a freaking awesome multi-million dollar business. And we can say that because it's my podcast and I can say that on <laughs> my podcast, multi-million dollar business that fuels your family's goals. It's not one yeah. or the other. The yeah. reason why I build my business is to create experiences and memories for my family, which I'm sure is very much like what you do. It's not one or the other. So we don't Absolutely. get to sit around and go, well, I wish I had this life or I wish I had this memory, I wish I could do this. Well, you probably have an opportunity in your life, whether it's what Mike and I do or something else that would allow you to do that and create that. But you have to be willing to delegate, set boundaries, say no. And what I love about you doing that, the other word I wrote down was role model, because what's happening now is your children, your boys and your girls, and it's equally as important for your boys to watch what you are doing as a female, as it is for your girls to watch what you're doing, are watching you do this and are growing up going, oh, right. So I can do anything I want. Yeah. Because they're watching their mom do that. Yeah. And we can talk all day long about how it's important for both parents to be doing it. But in 2021, it's really important for the mom to be doing it. It just is. And it's important for the sons to see it as much as it is the daughters, you know, because then when they're, as they get, as they look for a partner, it's, oh, you can do whatever you want. Cause that's what I saw. Yeah. It's so cool. It really is the coolest thing. And I get goosebumps to see your kids just start to make choices on their own that uh-huh. you're like, oh my gosh, you are growing up to be such yes. a freaking cool kid. Yes. And you're going to be such an amazing adult. Like yes. what we do, the example we set, the words we speak, the actions we take, yes. the all of the things, the behaviors, the habits, they are getting instilled, whether yep. we like it or not. Yep in our kids. And I think that's been the greatest thing to see is like, Oh, they might act like they're not listening or they might act like they don't care. But when your daughter comes home and you read her paper and she says, I want to be a beach body coach because I want to help change lives Uh on a paper at school. You're like, I must be not screwing up as much as I thought, you know, (laughs) you're like, Holy moly. It's just so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Or when they bring you, my girls will send me podcasts. Have you listened to this podcast? Well, why are they sending me podcasts? Because we've grown up listening to, yeah. when they were young, it was Harry Potter. And now it's, you know, yeah. other stuff, but it's, you grow up being intentional about what you are putting in your environment yep. because it's informing who you are. And so your kids take that in. And I mean, you and I can remember instances with our parents where they said something and it stuck because it was in alignment with what they were doing. And when they said something and it didn't stick, cause maybe it wasn't in alignment. I know exactly the advice that, you know, a parent would give me that I'm like, Oh yeah, that's real and true because you actually live that they're watching yeah. that. And, and I never fault my parents for things that I've had to kind of overcome. Right. Because parents are doing the best they, they can. can. Always. And with They're the doing information the that we have at yes. that particular time. Exactly. But I am, I mean, like I said before, I'm just, I needed so much help. I needed so much growth. Yeah. I needed so much patience. I needed yeah. 
so much in order to mother these five children. And you just don't know why certain things cross your path. You don't know why until you're in it, until Mm -hmm. you're just kind of doing it. And you're, and you can look back and say, holy moly, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't have done it without this. I can honestly say that (laughs) to be true. That's the truth. Um, and speaking of five kids, when, when we were in Florida, who was it said, and so is there a six that there was from one of you, there was a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> that was JD. JD's, JD was a hard no at five. And I'm like, babe, I just think there's another one. I think there is. And obviously he was like, well, I just haven't asked because I didn't want to know. But he, I mean, Revy boy, he's our fifth. He is like, brings so, so much cute. joy into our life. But it is definitely a hard no for six. JD's JD's like, where, when can I make an appointment? <laughs> so it was, that was a really funny conversation, dinner because uh, his he I mean like his head whipped around and was like, no. We're like, okay, that's the end of that discussion. <laughs> I know, it's so great. Okay, so we're in this business. It's twenty twenty one. You're thriving. You got five kids. What is next for you for your family? What's your next? big goal. Like where, where are you, where are you going in this year or the next couple of years? What do you want to do? You don't have a hundred thousand dollars in debt anymore. So where, where do you want to go? I know. Well, that's the coolest part is like, as your vision evolves in life, you don't even know what you want. Right. So one of the, obviously paying off the debt was a huge driver. Living where we live was a huge driver, paying off our home and not having that yeah. stress of a mortgage was a huge thing. So we're big on like pay off all the things and then let's do fun things. So we did that. And then I've always wanted a cabin. So that mm-hmm. was the next on the list. We got a boat, we got a cabin, we get to create memories with our kids. Mm-hmm. And then my little Johnny babe has fallen in love with volleyball, mm-hmm. loves it. And that was like, woohoo! because of course <laughs> you don't want to force it on him, but right. it, like, you're going to introduce them and then see yep. what happens. Yep. So she loves it just as much as I did. And we live in Idaho where winters are way too long. And so we decided to, that we were going to build the gym. So that next up in the process, just right on our land is we're uh-huh. building this I mean, I don't even know how big it is. 50 by hundred feet, whatever that is gym, where we can have a full volleyball court, half basketball, our gym, like we're going to move our gym set up to oh out there. Um, so that's just barely started. So that's the big, the big thing that we're working on right now. Yeah. That is just so fun. The kids are so stoked to have that, yeah. to just hang out as a family at nighttime and stuff. But so that's the big thing. And then obviously just continuing to build our future. I mean, we're huge on setting our kids up, Mm -hmm. um, for their futures, having everything set up for, to leave just a really strong legacy. I mean, I feel like we're so blessed and we're not big spenders. We don't just want to make a lot of money to spend a lot of money. We want to just build a really cool life joy, Mm -hmm. but then really set our families up in a really strong way too. So that's kind of where we're going with all the fun stuff. And that's boring stuff that you can't yes. really talk about much, but it yeah. feels so good. You know, it does. Yeah, it does. When, um, when our girls <clears throat> will all graduate with no college debt, like that's so big. incredible. It's big yeah. in 2021. That's big, uh, and rare. And my husband and I both were blessed to, to graduate like that with no debt. And we were pretty set that that's how we wanted our girls to start too. And now if you go on to graduate school, as Jenna found out, that's on you, but, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. I'm just yeah. envisioning this Folsom compound. Like what's next? Like we've got a gym, we're going to have an Olympic pool. We're going to have a right? ski slope. It's just going to be this compound. Oh. I love it. I love it so much. So final thoughts, what would you tell, especially a female? when they're looking down the, the barrel of 2021 and going, dang, here I am. I got about five months left in this year. What am I doing with it? What are you going to tell someone? Uh, I more than anything, I feel like I'm huge on just being so in tune with your heart. Like your heart will tell you what's next. Your heart will tell you where you need to go, what you need to do. And if we could just get out of our own way, yeah. 
Yes. And you could do so much. So one, if you have a tug for anything in life, mm-hmm. anything, move towards it, move through the fear, move towards the tug, do the thing, take the risk, figure it out, grow as you go. We're all born capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for. So if someone's trying to find you, where can they find you on social? I hang out most on Instagram at Micah Folsom Fit. And then my podcast is called Do Your Crap. So you can find that basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts. And that's just like your mantra for life. (laughs) Do your crap. I love it. I love it so much. This has been so much fun. I learned so much about you, Micah. I did not know the whole gymnastics story. So great. I don't even think I've told a full story ever. Like ever from, from that early on. So that was kind of fun. It's just, it's breaking news here on the working it out podcast. We've got the scoop. We've got it first. Got it. You've got bringing it all. you all the hard hitting news right here. The Micah Folsom full story. I love it so much. This has been a joy and uh, friends. If you do not have success partners and success pods and people in your life who daily inspire you to be and do better, get it because that's what Micah does for me. And I'm, I am so lucky that you are in my life as well. So, oh, it's the feeling is mutual. I'm the luckiest one. Such a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you, Micah. You're amazing. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for having me on. Wrapping up another episode, and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.